listening to Downworlder Dish, a Shadowhunter Chronicles podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 123, where we will be discussing chapter 13 in Clockwork Princess, The Mind Has Mountains. That's weird. I'm Kristen. Yeah. I'm Robin. <laughs> and I'm Amanda. I read okay, <clears throat> I read the, the chap the title chapter of this like multiple times because I, I kept having to stop while I was on like the first page of doing my script. Um I thought it said something else. <laughs> That's why I got tripped up there. Sorry. That's weird. Yeah. The mind has mountains. Um it could possibly a be a typo for me as well. <laughs> now that's gonna. Bo- not great at nope, that. it's not a. It's not a typo. That's the okay. title. <laughs> you got it right. <laughs> oh, how's everyone doing? Good. Good. I um, am so mentally worn out from the last mm-hmm. two weeks. I am so last day of school is tomorrow. Mm-hmm. It's going to be good. It's just a lot of planning of things. Lots of events, lots of planning, lots of running around, lots of mm-hmm. whatever. Life. I'm just, uh-huh. yeah. My kids, we all had, all of us had dentist appointments and pre-K Ugh. graduation and then Audrey's promotions tomorrow and soccer parties and stuff. And I'm just, I'm, I am done. I am done. I'm so bummed. Bryn doesn't have any kind of graduation from junior high. That's awful. They had a, they had like a social quote unquote, a social after school last week as they were like going away party. It was like their, their dance. And it was Uh for like two hours after school. It was over by like 4.15. Crazy. (laughs) Weird. I'm like, dude, we had like legit dances in middle school. We Uh did too. I remember I was thinking this because I um, it's going to be our immediate family for Audrey at the school. Mm-hmm. I was like, I remember my grandparents being there and stuff. But I was like, no, that was eighth grade, like into high school. That was a big mm-hmm. deal. And like my grandparents came. Did we we had a commencement for eighth grade? Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't my remember. Did too. <laughs> I um, legitimately do not fucking remember. Yeah, we did. We got like I got like an honor roll certificate or whatever, and they like yeah. Was Where thing. was it? In the gym. Like during the day or after school? I think it was during the day. Oh, mine was at okay. night. Maybe it was at night. I can't. I don't remember that. I remember. But I remember sixth grade going back to my house, and my grandparents were there. My dad was there. Like it was. A, it was like, a big deal. It was a big deal, and they, like, got me a cake and stuff, and then I had to hear all of the old people questions, like, do you feel older now? And then, like, ew, you're a high schooler. Oh, my God. That is so cute. Yeah, no, I only remember our sixth grade graduation. I don't remember us graduating from Well, because we did a talent show. Right. That's why. <laughs> Vitamin C. In board shorts. In board shorts. Billabong board shorts. Thank Uh you very much. Yeah, we posted that for our our Instagram. Yes. It's already there. You know what? That makes sense. You guys had that in sixth grade. That song was on my eighth grade, and I'm two years older than you guys school wise. (laughs) Yeah. So that makes sense. Uh Yep. Oh. 
Yeah. That's a fantastic story. I'm sorry that you're tired. I'm excited for you to um, get some rest this weekend. Uh-huh. And then going Although to it the is dent- Father's Day. Eh, it's fine. I went to the dentist and every time I do that and it's a new technician or a new whatever, I have to hear. It's like me going to a hairstylist mm-hmm. and then like, oh my God, you have the thickest hair I've ever cut in my entire life. Mm-hmm. And, and it's so nice. Of, I, they're being genuinely nice, but I hear it literally all the time. Right. So I had to hear about this lady telling me how I have the smallest mouth in the world. <laughs> and uh, it's crazy that your bones just right by your molars and stuff. And I have to explain this whole thing like every time like she we physically couldn't get the x-ray plate in my mouth like it wouldn't close around it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm sorry, I can't like I, I, I I'm tapping out. I cannot take that picture. We'll have to do it a different angle or something. It, it's very physically fake. I can't close my mouth. And she kept not being able to get my back molar, like the bone in my back molar. And she realized it was because my molar is touching my bone. Like mm-hmm. there, She's like, there's supposed to be a gap there. It's not. And I was like, yeah, um, I had my wisdom teeth out. And the x-ray, the guy said, like, basically, if I looked at this dental x-ray, I'd say you're like eight years old. <laughs> and like I've had this conversation with every dentist that's new, every dentist tech that's new. And like... I had been going to this dentist office, so I didn't have to deal with right the whole whatever thing. And then I took a COVID break that lasted <laughs> two and a half years. And now it's just like, I'm starting from scratch again. <laughs> and you're like, these people have to learn me all over again. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to forget and say it again anyway. It's and then fine. I'm trying to, she's trying to chat and I have like, why scrapey scrapes in my mouth? Why do they do that? And then you would try to nod, but you're like, no, that messes things up. Uh-huh. No, Silly. Thank you. Anyway, I'm sorry. Amanda had news for us, and I want to know. It is not a big deal, and um, I just took your guys' advice, and I have started le- reading Lady Midnight, and I am stoked. <gasps> yep, I'm ready to just start fresh. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so excited. I only got to, like, the second chapter. Because I was actually listening to it, not reading. Oh, uh-huh, but, uh-huh. I was going to ask you what happened. Don't tell to. us. Yeah, no. Right, yeah. No. Yeah. That is a good one to listen to. It's really um, well narrated. Okay. Um, here's the thing. When I pers- personally, <laughs> I listened to the audiobook and I couldn't do it. I had to physically buy the book. I have Because there were so many characters that were new. I was having a hard time getting to know them enough to listen to somebody else and keep it straight okay. so i read the first book and then listened to the other audiobooks but it's very well narrated i will okay because i went like after i had read it i went back and re-listened to it once i knew the characters well and i wasn't getting confused because it's an ensemble cast as always uh-huh so far it's all female so i can uh-huh. see where that would get confusing yeah and i was trying to like cook dinner and like do stuff because Kristen's able to do that really well and my brain can't and so I was just uh-huh. getting really I was doing that thing where it was basically just background noise and then I was confused yeah oh, I hate it when that happens then you have to back up yeah. and then without fail you rewind and then you get to the same part that you were at and you're like I didn't listen to it again <laughs> <laughs> yep Yep. You just forget and your mind's floating. Yep. Uh-huh. I do the same thing when I read. Sometimes I'll get through an entire paragraph and I'm like, oh my God, I was just daydreaming, but I was actually <laughs> reading. Like, how is that even possible? Uh-huh. My brain is reading the words, but I'm thinking about something else. Yep. <laughs> I so funny. love it. Love yeah, that is all. Small news, but I'm excited. Oh, I'm so excited. 
Yeah. I can't wait. It just to feels like I'm really getting close. Like, I know I still have, like, six books left of the whole, everything. But, like, <laughs> I'll finally know all the stories soon, you guys. It'll take me two, year, two more years. But but I've been on the last book for over a year. So I'm just, I'm ready to move on. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. I get it. Oh, my gosh. Well, what do you guys say we cut the chit-chat and kick things off with Robin's recap? Previously on Downworld or Dish. I says, I says, I need to plug my laptop in. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I've dropped the mic. I'm fumbling around. I'm novice over here. Okay. <clears throat> From the top. Will has his fresh batteries in his Discman. And he's jamming out to his new favorite jam by the Proclaimers. Because... He would walk 500 miles and he would walk 500 more just to be the man that walked a thousand miles to kill the But for real, dude's on his rescue mission to Wales to re-kidnap Tessa. Not liberate, re-kidnap. Yeah, unkidnap is good too. At the Institute, it's mo- the morning after, and Mother Charlotte is livid that one of her babies has gone off in the night. She's mounted an inquisition to figure out who knows some shit about where in the world is William San Diego. <laughs> the crew doesn't stand a chance against her interrogation skills, and once the deets are out on the table, she quickly shuts the party down and sends everyone out the door with marching orders. This leaves Cecil- Cecily and Gabriel to run an errand at a magic shop the, that Magnus had sent them to. The shopkeeper is an unseely court fairy and shows some unsightly pics of Benny's to the pair that he expects Gabriel to pay for and deliver to his father. Gabriel loses his temper and throws him out the window and into the canal. Magnus and Henry are paired together in the laboratory. <laughs> Magnus is geeking out over Henry's invention, saying he must be the most revered shadow hunter in all the land. And Henry, not one to fake clout, is like everything you said, but opposite. <laughs> opposite. Henry shows Magnus the portal plans, and he gets to work on merging Warlock and Shadowhunter runes. Tessa, meanwhile, is still en route to Morty, and now that the shock of a Ned Stark to Mrs. Black has worn off, <laughs> she's half evil overlord mon- monologuing, letting some juicy bits slip. Apparently, Nate Dog is the one that made her existence possible. Tessa's parents are Shadow Hunter and Demon. Tessa's going to bring on the exist- extinction of the Shadow Hunters, and yes, she's still getting married to Morty. No. <laughs> Tessa's over all the BS and everything Mrs. Black has to say, so she yeets herself from the carriage and falls out the door and into a ravine. Will, of course, has a dream about Tessa f- fallen. I have a note here that says, sing that to Alicia Keys, but you can't actually hit the note, so just do it in your brain. (laughs) Falling into the ravine with you. Anyway, it wakes him up and makes him heart sick. Later, the shopkeeper is met. By a mysterious visitor who isn't taking kindly to you're not taking kindly round here. Wow. In scene. 
a lot happened. Yeah. It was a busy chapter. Yeah, so we open with Tessa in free fall. Um, free falling. Okay. Uh, That's where she- I was going. <laughs> um, listen, I know to. we just got started, but I have to tell you, you know when you hear, like, lyrics, like, misheard song lyrics? Uh-huh. My husband always said that was frijoles. Like, frijol in agua. <laughs> like, water and beans. He's like, frijol in agua. And I'm like, that's not what it says. And now I can't not hear it. That's amazing. So that's not what he says. That's like, um, what's that song? Drink your milk. Yep. What? The offspring. You gotta yeah, keep offspring. separated. Yeah. It sounds like he says, drink your milk. No, it doesn't. It does. Yes, it, it does. does. It really does. Take him out. But he's like, drink your milk. Yeah. Now I'm gonna have to fucking listen to that. And I'm never gonna unhear it. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. It's true. Oh my god. So. <laughs> Tessa's careening head first towards the valley below. Whoopsies. Guess someone didn't think it through before they decided to fling themselves off a cliff. Seriously, <laughs> you're on the side of Mount Hood. Just She's be careful, like, girl. Jesus, take the wind. <laughs> <laughs> Not to worry. Tessa's plot armor, I mean magic necklace, <laughs> comes alive and gently flies her down to safety before folding itself up and falling to the ground dormant once again. So, sidebar. The first time I read this, and every time I read it until I get to the part where it explains how she's like how the the angel is helping her, I always imagine the angel like still attached to the chain that's still around her neck, and she's just like hanging by her neck as the like helicopter drops her like a giraffe, <laughs> like a kitten. <laughs> but like I get it, like of course that she'd be dead, but. <laughs> I mean, I guess this works, too. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But I just wanted you to know that that's the mental image that I see. (laughs) So it seems the clockwork angel needs an alignment because she's dropped Tessa half in the river. Thanks, Angela. Now my petticoats are all wet. Do you have any idea how long it takes for this many layers to dry? (laughs) Seriously. Dude, what a bummer. You couldn't have moved three feet? Like yeah, like what are you doing? You're magical, obviously. Right? You're flying. You have wings. Yeah. Dang. I imagined it was more like a parachute. Like it was gently lowering them <laughs> like, down. Like hang gliding. Yeah. <laughs> it's really more it's really more of a glide, you know, like those like those squirrels. <laughs> Don't really yeah. fly. Yeah, yeah. Catch we we catch the 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 uh, what is it called jet wave. <laughs> exactly. Yes, yeah, so it was the wind's fault. Yeah. <laughs> so back at the institute, Sophie is sitting vigil in Jem's room. Uh, she's reflecting on her old crush, hinting that she's seen the other side. Uh, when she acknowledges that her feelings for Jem weren't what she thought. She doesn't even know him like that, you know? <laughs> She's like, oh, I just, like, had a crush on this idea of this guy. Like, I didn't actually, like, know him. Like, I wasn't actually in love with him. But, like, the way she thinks about, like, the way it's phrased, it's like, yes, but you know that now. 
<laughs> like, who what pray you? tell has changed, ma'am? Was his last name Lightwood, first name Gideon? <laughs> Was he pressing your hand and teaching you all naughty things? Ooh. <laughs> um, nevertheless, it breaks her heart to see him so sick. Um, because, you know, he's a fucking angel. The one musician that you don't regret falling in love with. <laughs> For real. Like, he's the only safe bet. Um, she's watching Jem sleep, as you do, and she implies that he looks like someone dying of consumption, but like in a good way. <laughs> okay, so I knew, I know a little, because I'm a nerd, and so of course, I've done research on tuberculosis. According yeah. to my research. Yeah, this is a little dirty, but I thought it was a really, actually, because she brings up. That, that she knew a girl who died of consumption um, from her town and, like, she was considered very beautiful. And it just, it's something, it's such a weirdly Victorian thing. We have to talk about it, okay? So, tuberculosis was called consumption back in the day. Um, it was super romanticized in the 18th and 19th centuries. Um, they literally called it the romantic disease, or sometimes it was known as, like, the white plague or whatever. Um because even though it was terribly, like, a terribly drawn out and withering death, it made you hot as fuck before you finally kicked it. Crazy. Um, so, first, your appetite goes, and you start dropping kgs like you're two weeks Love into it. a Jenny Crank diet. And the lack of nutrition, <laughs> coupled with the steady low-grade fever, uh, pales the complexion the complexion while bringing a rosy flush to the cheeks and lips for a fresh just out of the hospital glow so that folks is how tuberculosis heavily influenced fashion trends and beauty standards which we see still see reflected in our society today thank you for coming to my ted talk <laughs> take a bow <laughs> but it's it was like because the way that it deteriorated your body and like your eyes like your, your eyes would be like dilated and glassy and you know your your cheeks are flush back then women didn't wear a lot of makeup like only like whores were you know, a lot of makeup you know um or like actresses or whatever <laughs> so it was like you know whatever okay listen i don't know if this is related but i'm gonna tell you this because why not yes when I was a child in my bedroom, I had a, ghost. you know, a puzzle. <laughs> no, a ghost would be awful. Don't, don't you put that on my name. It was, you know, have you ever had that? It's, so it's a puzzle that somebody like glued down and made into like a picture. Yeah, yeah, My grandma does okay. that. Okay, and it was a vintage Coca-Cola ad. Mm-hmm. And it was a puzzle and it was in my room and my mom like collected for me porcelain dolls that are in my garage doing mm-hmm. nothing. And um, this lady, it was a Victorian, when she had, like, the glossy eyes, the rosy, everything you're saying is how she was painted in this picture that was an actual vintage Coca-Cola It was, like, an aspirational look. Like, Uh like, absolutely, hands down, consumption ran so, or consumption walked so heroin she could run. Like, they are two sides of the same clothes coin okay it's, it. it's the same thing <laughs> just as you're saying all of this stuff is falling into play and i read this obviously but i didn't like 
deep well, she nerd dive. She doesn't really like go. No, into, I know you yeah. did. Is what I'm saying. I oh, didn't yeah, nerd, but as you're saying it, like that totally that picture, like. Well, yeah. if it's it's like it's so like Victorians to be like, oh, look at this terrible infectious disease. We don't know about germs. We still think miasma is a thing. So <laughs> you got bad airs. Fucking, but you know, you look pretty, right? Fuck, fucking Victorians. I'm googling it. What? Because I have to. Consumption. Just how they would look. Oh. Basically, Edward Cullen. <laughs> this one has a lady dancing with a skeleton. Oh, yeah. There was. Well, the Victorians were like all about that, like commentary life. Like there's lots of satirical like cartoons and shit like that. Like it was really. OK. That uh-huh. was very popular. Interesting. So I'm sure you'll. Cons- I'm sh- consumptive chic is what it says. Yep. I'm Crazy. sure you'll find some like really interesting ads because they were all about because they didn't have any okay. rules back then, right? Like you could just there was no accountability for like fraud or you could just say whatever the uh-huh. fuck you wanted. What is that called? Like uh, snake oil, mm-hmm. basically. Snake oil salesman. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so Jem's <laughs> got a fever now, um, and he's calling out for Tessa and Will in his sleep, but he's calling out in mandarin and sophie doesn't speak mandarin um so there's no translation in it so i had to go to fucking google translate okay google oh, thank tra- you listen google translate not the best thing to translate no it really isn't so um uh-uh. i used detect language to google translate and then i i translated it in chinese um i i tried both traditional and um simplified that they have on google translate because that's the only options that they have okay. um because I thought it was really funny that the detect language gave you, like, a different um, translation. Oh, okay. Translation. <laughs> Crazy. So, for Tessa, when he's calling out for Tessa, the Google Translate uh, detect language says, Look, Tessa, no do, and as things happen, we all will all be together. <laughs> and then for Will, um, it just says life and death, which is the same for for both. I, I checked it. That was correct. Um, okay. That's all he says about Will is life life and death. That's it. So, um, the, the tra- but the translation in Chinese that I, there's still one word that like, it doesn't translate right. Um, or a, a one line that doesn't translate right. But, uh, it says, I love you, Tessa, which is different than look, Tessa. <laughs> uh-huh. Right. <laughs> Significantly different. Listen, Linda. Says, <laughs> That's what that is. Do not land run. Whatever happens, we'll all be together. So I think it just me. I, I think it's just trying to say like, don't run away from this. Like we'll f- figure it out. Whatever. Don't worry. Or yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Something to that effect. But I just thought it was like really I think funny. like we'll meet again after death sort of thing is like yeah. what he always says. Yeah. But I was just annoyed. I was like, why put something in a different language if you're not going to translate it in the book? Yeah. Like clout. Or make it easy to translate for us. <laughs> clout, clout, clout. Well, it, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. Yep. Well, especially if it, like, it's not easily translatable. Like. <laughs> yep. It's a real bummer. It's a bummer. It reminds me of, so the Sublime CD. Mm-hmm. Like, the, you know how they have the lyrics inside the disc jacket, basically? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
There was one of the songs they do in Spanish, and so it says the lyrics. It says, learn Spanish. <laughs> Basically, like, if you want to know what this is saying, learn Spanish. That's what they had for lyrics for the song. That's great. Oh, I love it. Oh, my gosh. So <laughs> My favorite is that you actually read that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Love it. So Jem's restless and feverish, so she reaches out um, to take his hand, and he recoils and cries out as if touching his skin was unbearably painful. Which I think is something that can happen when you have, like, a super bad fever. But it's also something that mm-hmm. can happen when you go through drug withdrawals. So I wonder oh, if she's oh, pulling yeah. from, like, what withdrawals feel like. Like, to help inform how he is faring, you know. Uh-huh. Crazy. It's interesting. So Sophie's about to go get Charlotte. Um when he wakes up and he's like, Will, Will, is that you? Ah, excuse me while I go sob. Yep. So she fills him in, letting him know that Will has gone after Tessa, per Jem's request, if the rumors are true. And he says, yes. He was difficult to persuade. I think if he were not in love with Tessa himself, I would not have been able to make him go. And Sophie is shook f. She's like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> like, you knew? And I'm sure you that made knew. Jem feel good. You fucking knew. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Like, it must have made Jem be like, I am so stupid. You knew too. Like, how dumb <laughs> Wait, I Am feel. I the last yeah. one? Did no one? It, did everybody else the know? Last one? No. Dude, that was like, Omar, did I ever tell you about that? No. People, I thought maybe. Well, you and I were making plans. And I told him the plans we were making. And he's like, why am I always the last to know? And I was like, because there's only three of us. <laughs> Do you That's want to be literally why? Because Kristen and I made plans, and I told you you have to be the last to know. <laughs> so now that's the end. Why am I the last to know? Fucking <laughs> ridiculous. Uh, Omarisms. We also have. She said that. Uh-huh. Yeah, she said that. <laughs> she said that. Not that's what she said. No. Oh, Carpet gosh. nectar too is another. Yes. Uh-huh. That's a classic. Our matching tattoos. Yeah. Matching bad tattoos. Yeah, that we awful. got in I someone's house. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> they say carpe noctum, but yes. he was like, what is that? Carpet nectar? Yes. And now yes. that's basically yeah. all we say when we refer to yeah. them. <laughs> we don't even yeah. say what it actually says. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, you guys. Where was I? Oh, Jem confirms our previous theories. He's like, yeah, no, um, I would have never proposed if I would have known. <laughs> I would have backed off and uh, if I would have known. And wait, what? No. He says, <laughs> what does he say? He says, yeah, no, I would have never proposed if I would have known. Um, I would have backed <laughs> off. I didn't know. What? But I didn't. And now that I'm on my deathbed, I am seeing things clearly. And wowza, did I miscalculate. That's what he said. Basically. I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> Whatever. Thank goodness. <laughs> Thank goodness I'm dying because this could have gotten soups messy. But I'm still glad, you know, that I know now before I'm dead. Bro. Stop. Yep. Get some help. You can't be this okay. You can't be this well adjusted. It's not I, healthy. Like, 
I mean, on his dying bed, maybe he's seeing things differently. I'm sure that if he wasn't dying, he wouldn't be happy. (laughs) I don't, I mean, I was telling my mom, this is too personal, but I don't care. Um, When my grandma passed, like when she was in hospice Mm -hmm. and she was at her house or whatever, she was only in hospice for like less than a week. It was very quick. Mm -hmm. And we had gone over there every day and we were... She died the day before Thanksgiving, and I was at her house trying to clean it and get it ready, and, like, we had come over and seen her, and my son wasn't born at the time, and my husband was working, but I was over there every day. We saw her in the rehab facility and stuff, and my mom was just, like, she was really upset and crying because nobody, she's, she doesn't remember. She's mm-hmm. like, I'm on my deathbed, and nobody wants to come here, and nobody wants to come see me, and I'm so lonely, and I'm all alone. And it was like, that hurt. I was like, that is so awful. Like, I feel awful. Mm-hmm. And she's like, she knows you're here. She will know that you, she will know. She Mm -hmm. just, her memory's gone. Like she has no short term, but she will remember like once she's. And so I'm just thinking, I'm like, how can he be this close? And like, she had a stroke and stuff, but I'm just, how are you this coherent when it's minutes? Yep. And like, he's coming in and out. I understand that. Mm -hmm. But like the clarity in it, you know, and that could be Shadowhunter shit, Mm -hmm. could be plot stuff, but like. Well, and I guess just no regrets, dude. Well, <laughs> I think it's I, I I under like I I I say like oh I don't understand this this is ridiculous whatever, but he's known he's been dying for a really long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure it's something that he's just kind of come to terms uh-huh. with a long time ago, and like like there's okay for instance there's this show Peaky Blinders right. Mm-hmm. The premise of the story is these brothers, they went to war, the World War One in France. They came home. Now they're like gangsters, basically, right? Okay, okay. I only got through an episode, and Andy was like, nope, not for me. It is so – it's a little slow, the first two episodes, but it's okay. so good. And I'm okay. on episode, like, three. It's okay. so good. So yeah. their whole, like, shtick is, like, we're already dead. We died in the war. Like – Everything after everything just is gravy. just extra. Exactly. Okay. Everything's uh-huh. just gravy afterwards. We we were dead a long time ago, and I I think that that kind of like I've settled my score with death a long time ago. Uh-huh. Like everything else, I'm just gonna be happy for whatever day I have left, kind of a thing. I think mm-hmm. that that mentality is like where Jim's okay. at because he's just known. It's just for a so real long. bummer timing. Uh-huh. Super bummer timing. Well, I just was always, I guess, he's a different type of animal, too. To me, this thing, yeah. like, I just think, like, maybe, I don't think you're ever ready. Like, is anybody ever ready? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, don't know. I think some people. Yeah, I think some uh-huh. people can be, but yeah. I don't think I would ever be. Same. I'm too, I have too much, much of anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> I've no been worried way. about everything yet. Yeah. I would be so stressed out. And it would be uh-huh. over something stupid, too. And be like, uh-huh. ridiculous shit that doesn't make any sense or matter. I didn't vacuum under my bed. Yeah. I didn't delete so my I internet Andy, If you murder me, just make sure it's right after I cleaned the house. Because I'm going to be on Dateline. They're going to show the house, okay? <laughs> oh, my God. I said the same thing to my kid that you said to your kid. Like, you know, sometimes kids just snap. If you're ever that mad at me that you're gonna murder me, please tell me. Yeah, <laughs> seriously, tell me. we will figure things out. Yeah. We will work it out. Don't kill me. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, sorry, I got off on a tangent, and I don't know why. I, reflecting on it made me think. I had an ADD moment. It made me think of it, and sorry, I am sorry. 
we you literally be. all do it. So you don't have or anything to It's like to we're be here to talk. <laughs> it's almost like that's the whole shtick. <laughs> so Sophie's like, you're not angry? <laughs> Seriously. And Jem says, I am glad, he said. They will be able to take care of each other when I am gone. Or at least I can hope for it. He says she does not love him, but surely she will come to love him in time. Will is so easy to love, and he has given her his whole heart. I can see it. I hope she will not break it. Sophie could not say, or could not think of a word to say. She did not know what anyone could say in the face of love like this. So much forbearance, so much endurance, so much hope. Okay. So. Oh, shizzle. She, like, kind of goes on to, like, talk about how she feels guilty for her, like, previous bad opinion about Will after seeing how he's, like, stood back and, like, didn't get in the way of Jem and Tessa's happiness, blah, 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 blah. But she knows something that Jem doesn't. She knows that Tessa calls out for Will at night sometimes, and she's pretty sure Tessa's in love with Will, too. Yeah. Uh, But that's not going to help anyone right now. So instead, she says, quote, Miss Gray has a great regard for Mr. Herondale, and she would not break any heart lightly, I think. How plotly fortunate that we have a third-party witness to Jim wishing Will and Tessa happiness. Mm -hmm. Right. So it doesn't have to just be like Will being like, hey, so by the way, (laughs) he was okay with it. He was cool with it. He was like, bang my girl. That's so funny. (laughs) (sighs) So the conversation turns morbid and Sophie starts to worry because Jem is beginning to sound delirious. And he's like, he says, quote, death shall never rule me and shit like that. And she's like, "Mm, things are getting a little wonky. I don't know that I'm equipped to handle this situation. But before she can fetch Charlotte, Jem stops her and asks if it's true. He saw her expression when when he was talking to her. And she stalls by asking what he means, but she knows what's up. And if he asks her directly, she's not going to be able to lie to him. The cat's out of the bag, folks. Get ready for shit to hit the fan in three, two, one. Because <laughs> I'm, okay, I'm, I want to make sure that we're all on the same page. I'm assuming... He saw on her face when he, when he said that Tessa doesn't love Will something. And he's like, oh, shit, she does love him. Okay. Yeah. It's, right? That's like when I tell my daughter what I bought my husband for Christmas. And then when she asks him what he wants and it's what I bought and she, the look on her face, like, <gasps> obviously it was you when mean she was Cassie, little. No, I thought yeah. you were talking about Olivia. What? <laughs> She's so smart. Listen, okay, my kid got... Either have secrets or kids, not both. Yeah. Uh, exactly. My son got grounded from his, like, using electronic devices, okay? No YouTube, no whatever. Oh, what and do you so, do? Uh, I just, know, are you doing okay? <laughs> That's the real question. He was just being an overall general dickhead. <laughs> right. <laughs> he was getting very angry like he's he reminded me of those videos that you see of like young kids playing like call of duty like Mm. just getting really mad at this game that he couldn't do which is it's healthy to be frustrated it's healthy to work through it it is not healthy to be like you guys are a bunch of idiots yeah and like yeah Yeah. so we just needed to take a break because it was really stressing him out 
And so he went 24 hours without it. And then now it's like, you need to do this, do this, do this. And then now we've set a time limit instead of it being unlimited because he's going to go into kindergarten. Anyway, the day that he wasn't supposed to have it, I asked my daughter to take him outside because he wanted to go walk her out in the front. And I was literally in the middle of making dinner. And so she did. And so instead of playing outside because it was pouring down rain, they decided to make a bed in the back of my car and just hung out in there for like an hour and a half. Cool. Sweet. Fun. I picked him up from school today and he's like, um, I had a different, we have three cars. So I had a different car than the car that he's like, yeah, I like your new car because there's room in it and, um, we can make a bed in the back. And I was like, yeah, you did that the other day. And he was like, yeah. And we definitely, definitely didn't watch any YouTube videos. And he starts <gasps> rubbing his fingers together like going, <laughs> definitely did not watch any YouTube video. And I was like, oh my God. It's like you just out and he just has this big, huge grin. And I know I should say something, but I feel like they had a, like a you can't sub sibling yep. bonding moment, and I am no. so happy about yep. it. Yeah, uh huh. I was like, they had a bonding moment. They had a thing. They have a secret, and yeah. it's not a bad secret that they just get to keep. Right. And right. like, it was very cute. It just reminds me of that. I definitely didn't see anything <laughs> about Will and Tessa. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so like. Amazing. I sometimes my daughter will because she tells on herself without knowing that she's telling on herself. Like she doesn't <laughs> yeah. understand that, like, cause I guess because I don't we don't have a lot of rules. Okay. There's uh-huh. no, it's not necessary, right? Like we have right. the you know safety rules and, and things like that, but for the most part, she has a lot of freedom. But sometimes she'll like say she, and I'm like, I'm your mother. Don't tell me that. Like, why yeah. don't you yep. have secrets? You're 14. <laughs> Yeah. You, I had an entirely different life at 14. Bro. <laughs> Not that I real. want my daughter to have that, but there are some things that I'm like, she like went to her friend's house and they went out at night. Like her parent, the parents let them all go out, but they ended up, they were, they went on the school property at night and they weren't supposed to. And they were like just being teenagers walking around, you know, doing whatever. Right. I literally picked up this group of girls to take them to the mall, right? We didn't even get out of the neighborhood before she told on herself. I'm like, are you dumb? I'm like, you would you would crack like a fucking Cadbury egg under pressure, under questioning. <laughs> like, I told her, I told Brynn, I was like, I don't, if I, if we were the same age, like, I wouldn't be your friend. You're <laughs> That's not true because you were friends with me. That's true. Yeah, that's true. I didn't. I didn't do fun, cool shit with you until we were way older because you were a narc. <laughs> you almost. You almost told your dad when I brought you home drunk that one time. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. You were so sick. She. Mm. We came around the. Came around the the neighborhood. we around the corner. We were like right before we got to the cul-de-sac, and she's like, "Hold on." <laughs> she made it all the way to the neighborhood before she yacked. That's I was amazing. Really proud of her. 
I just yeah. drank with my mom at 15, so <laughs> it was fine. I drank before I went to the parties with my mom. She made me white Russians. Ew. So of course I, I would get sick. Dairy and alcohol. Nope. <laughs> nope. Fuck that shit. Not anymore. <laughs> I like to do eggnog with rum in it. Okay. Oh. I don't I don't think I've ever actually had it because I, this sounds icky. Oh, it's good. Yeah. Just one. It's too viscous. God, I could use a beer, man. Mm. <laughs> Guys, you're getting me. I'm going to have one tomorrow now. Oh, my God. Okay. okay we're so way off track. <laughs> let me tell you that um, Kristen's bomb doesn't get to go off yet because we are taken away to Will. Yes. Okay. So Will woke up on the wrong side of the bed this morning. He ate the Airbnb food, which consisted of rubbery eggs and cold bacon. So gross. Yeah. And he needs to hit the road. So he can't take his normal three poops before he leaves the house like a normal dude. <laughs> oh, my so God. So his upset. Uh, Why? <laughs> Why? You become Thrice. a dad and you get IBS. What's the deal? Well, it's not like they're what not sitting the there deal? long enough. <laughs> It's not like it's like a quick poop really quick and then it's like, oh, I didn't get it all. No, they're in there for 20 minutes. I literally, my husband agreed with me. I birthed a child faster than he poops. Yep. Yep. Anyway, so it's a typical spring day in Oregon, cold and rainy. And Will is like super cold down to his bones. And so is Balios. That's how it is, right? Balios. 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 Okay. So, um, like the cereal that sticks to my feet on my kitchen floor because I have children, <laughs> Balios doesn't like the mud that's sticking in between his hooves. And I can't blame him. That has got to be so uncomfortable. Yep. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I don't like it. <clears throat> or like salt on the floor. No, dude. Oh, no. dude. So I don't know. I'm I wear shoes to in wear my house. S- that's what I was going to say. I'm going to wear house slippers now because I just can't take it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> So it's obvious that um, Balios wants to stop and warm up, but Will is pushing through, even though um, this cold is making him second guess this whole mission. So he becomes like they come to this super rocky path, like we talked about, you know, the edge of the mountain, whatever. And um, it has a huge ravine on one side. Does this sound familiar? (laughs) So (laughs) poor Balios, man. At least Will is able to tuck his head into his shirt for some cover. But this poor horse is just like out. And he has to keep walking. You just get to sit there, Will. I just feel so bad for horses. Like, do you ever see them in the parades and they have people on them that are like my size? And I feel really bad because they have to walk (laughs) really far. You're like, I would never do that to an animal. I feel bad for a yeah. But I guess, I mean, anybody's size, really. It just seems so mean. But I'm, I'm sure that they're fine, obviously. People know their horses. It just seems so mean to put, like, a, a anything on, oh. like, anyway. A whole they're human. poor back. They You're don't like have a whole support. ass person. Yeah. On the like on the bendy part of your back. Exactly. I feel like if you're gonna be on them for that long, you should like lay down. So it's like Distribute we're evenly distributed. <laughs> anyway. Like unless it's a literal child, I feel like you shouldn't ride a horse because it's me. But anyway. Like I know nothing about a literally nothing about horses it just gives me anxiety even thinking about it it just feels not okay it feels like you're doing something wrong 
it does and you're just forcing them to do like and like like um sled dogs and stuff no bro <laughs> you want all these these tiny dogs to pull your weight Dude. and all your shit God. We did a trip over to Eastern <laughs> Oregon, and my sister-in-law was like, I want to see wild horses. And I'm like, wild horses? What? And I was uh-huh. like, yeah, I guess horses are animals. <laughs> wow. Like, they're not horses. just, like, have born you, in a barn. Have you, have you never heard of a wild Mustang? I just, I was you like, had a Mustang car. Well, to me, I'm just like, they're like, they've gone the way of the buffalo. Like, they're just not yeah, doing anymore. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> but I, it's not a thing. Do we I'm have just... them in Oregon? Wild horses? Yes, apparently. They're all over. <laughs> I had no idea. What do they I'm eat? like, what do they <gasps> eat? We have bunnies in our yard. Fucking <laughs> grass. Oh. <laughs> if we're not there to fight them, what do they do? <laughs> like Oh my god. All right, you guys. I'm gonna I'm gonna rein this back in. This is There's hilarious. So much you rain, here. Really? What is it? You're making horse talk and you say you're gonna rein it back in. Oh <laughs> 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 shit. <sighs> okay. You guys. <laughs> Will has his shirt head tucked into his shirt, but he still <laughs> somehow plot sees something in the mud. Okay. okay. It's shining. Plot. Um, he jumps down to investigate because we totally have time for treasure hunting, you know, trying yep. to go rescue the love of your life mm-hmm. and all. And it turns out to be the Tessa slash gem jade necklace. And it says um, in the book that it's Jem's bridal gift to Tessa. But wasn't like maybe that was his engagement gift because I thought the bridal gift was the song. That was private, though, so Will wouldn't have known about that. Oh, so I think right. he's just that's assuming. fair. Yeah. Okay, I gotcha. Because I feel like that's what he gave her when he proposed. It, yeah. yeah. It was. Because uh-huh. I kept thinking it was the family ring, but okay, Robin so keeps I correcting have a dumb me. Question. Yeah. They like basically the family ring is like a placeholder, and then you exchange runes. Yeah. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. And then you get your ring back think so i think you get one of the ring she get a ring yeah you get your own yeah or you keep the man's ring and then whatever yeah Yeah. it's weird that it would fit magic both parties i guess that's fair yeah my precious precious. okay well that's why this so doesn't make any sense to me i'm like you just had a dream about her falling and then you find her necklace y'all are magic why do you think that's a coincidence like, what yeah, the you are not parapetized. <laughs> right? Yeah. I could imagine that if it was Jem, because they have some sort of a connection. But yeah, not with Tessa. It's just his love for her. I don't know what the fuck my husband's doing. He just texted me and told me what he's doing. Otherwise, I don't know what the hell he's doing. I can't feel that in my soul that you are holding the baby right now. <laughs> You're like, I okay. can only see on anyway. the camera. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So Will is super for shizzle that this is Jem's necklace because of the stamp on the back. And it's so long to be on a necklace. I'm going to read it to you. So it says, <laughs> when two people are as one in their inner, in, inmost, it says inmost, not innermost, which is weird to me, inmost hearts, they shatter even the strength of iron or bronze. That is a long ass quote for a necklace. How big is this necklace? I wonder if it's in characters. 
And like Will can just because he knows be. Mandarin, he can yeah. read it. Mm, it's fair. That's that is fair. That would make you more got sense. Me there. Yeah, because then it would uh-huh. be because yeah, it, be it was be from Jim's parents exchanged it, and yeah. then he gave it. Okay, yeah. got it. Yeah, and I'm also wondering like who needs to shatter iron and bronze. I don't know. Anyway, um. <laughs> <laughs> they definitely had steel by then, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you you mean they don't? They didn't have plastic. I'm just kidding. <laughs> They did have rubber, though. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm not going to get on a tangent. Okay. <laughs> Someday I'll tell you guys my story. Anyway, Will starts yelling Tessa's name, even though he definitely knows that she is not there because he would have seen her because it's just a bunch of rocks. And um, he's wondering if she took off the necklace and tossed it, like, on her kidnap journey, like a breadcrumb trail, basically. Um, so he hops on Balios and is more determined than ever. And um, like this, this couldn't have come at a better time. He needed this motivation because it is fucking cold. Hopefully the horse notices that too, because he needs some determination. <gasps> dude, for real. You. <laughs> okay. So now we jump over to the Institute. And although I know all of our peeps are in different places, the jumping around has got my head spinning. And I wish we could do what Robin did a couple chapters ago mm. and just kind of like consolidate, dude. Anyway. So we jump over to the Institute and Charlotte is super tired from not only being the default parent to all of these almost adult children, Dude. but she's like running a huge life-saving mission and also walking up and down these damn stairs down to Henry's crypt, which sounds super creepy. So I just want to call it his office. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because it makes me think of Tales from the Crypt. The Crypt so. Keeper. Yeah, Exactly. So this amount of tired speaks to my soul, by the way, and I know you guys will follow me here. I will never forget the amount of tired that I was when I was pregnant with Olivia. I had several medical issues um, with her, that pregnancy with her that obviously caused me to be induced with her unexpectedly before, like, it was time and stuff. And so before when I was pregnant, they were monitoring me several times a week. So I'm going into the office a few times a week. I have my regular doctor's appointments. I'm home, working from home full time with a special needs toddler. Life kills you faster than (laughs) (laughs) I feel you Charlotte (laughs) this poor girl and she's tiny like (laughs) Uh (sighs) so Charlotte makes it to Jem's room to see um, that he's actually sitting up and talking with Sophie so she is super stoked and so like a proper mother she forgets all about herself and is totally just excited to focus on Jem now um she tells Sophie that Bridget needs her help finding a, I didn't even make sure I'm pronouncing this correctly, but it's a Bain Marie, which oh, I did yeah. look up. Yeah. And I'd never heard of it before, but it's basically like the bases that caterers use nowadays. So it's like a thing of hot water to put your food in so it stays warm. What a freaking great idea to use for a big group of people. Yeah, it's, back like, then. it's like a... They, they had different options, like you like a double boiler mm-hmm. kind of a thing or like yeah. or like how you cook like uh, custards or whatever in water. It's, okay. It's like yeah. the term. Yeah, like a cheesecake is what I thought of. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's like the French term uh-huh. for like cooking in water so it's even heat kind of a thing. Okay. Okay. A ban-marie, right? Mm-hmm. Is it ban? Ban? Okay. Uh, it's French, so who knows how it's pronounced. Yeah. yeah. Charlotte <laughs> thought that she had, Bridget had said bang Mary, so... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. She's like, I don't know what she's looking for. She's like, asking for Bang Mary. Want? Like, I know that's not right. Go help her. <laughs> I know so what she, 
Charlotte, finally. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. go ahead. No, no, no. We have sidetracked okay. too much. Go, go. <laughs> okay. Charlotte talking. finally gets to sit down because her dogs are barking, man. <laughs> She's tired. <laughs> and like every child ever in the entire world, Jem notices she's comfortable, so he automatically needs something. <laughs> he asks her to hand him his violin, and he tells her the song that he's so he's plucking the strings because she forgot to hand him the um bow. What's it called? Bow. Thank you. And um, she's like, "Ah, oh, fuck. Do you need that?" And he's like, "No, it's fine." She's like, "I just <laughs> sat down." Yeah. Again. <laughs> Yeah, so he's plucking this song on his strings and tells her that it reminds him of his childhood. And Charlotte's like, bro, you are still a child. Like, I know you're almost 18, but you're still just a baby. Like, it's sad. Mm. And so she reaches over for his drugs, which, by the way, I have to sidebar for a second. Kristen, did you watch the second season of Bridgerton? You know it, baby. Okay, so did you catch when the queen did a bump? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She's like, bring me my snow. Yeah, there's just a dude with a little a little treasure box, uh-huh. and she just, like, scoops up a little, and no one ever talks about it again. No one else ever does it, and it's just, we move on, and I just normal. thought that was super timesy. Yeah, it, it fit in, because they finally mentioned what year they're in, too, I think, or when the dad died. I don't know. Anyway, there was a mention of the time that we were in, which was in the early 1800s. Yeah, 1813, I think. It's like, yeah, that was probably really no- no- normal, and that's probably a similar box to what Jem has. So, yeah. anyway. Nice enough box. Loved it. Yeah. Okay, so Charlotte pours the very last, it's like a teaspoon left of the Yen into a glass of water, and it dissolves, for, and Jem, like, downs it. <laughs> but not before confirming that it is the last of it. And instead of saying yes, Charlotte tells him that they're still working on finding a cure. And Jem seems surprised, which is surprising in itself uh-huh. because I don't know. Anyway, of course they are, but whatever. So Charlotte reassures him that they are his family and they would do anything for him. So like, of course we would be doing this for you. And so she asks him to keep up his strength and to hold on. And Jem changes the subject by asking if Charlotte has named the baby yet. And she's like, no, Henry still wants to call him Buford. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And Jem is like, yeah, Jem's like, yeah, you're going to win this argument. And my guess is that she will win this argument because it's a terrible name. So I'm sorry if we have any Bufords listening right now. <laughs> I apologize. Hopefully you go by your middle name so that you're not super offended. But anyway. <laughs> I don't. I'm going to go out on a limb and say I don't think there are very many Bufords listening to this right now. (laughs) I I hope you're right. Who knows? We might have the market on Bufords. All right. We might be like super penetrating in the market, but. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So anyway, Jem actually thinks that she will win because she's excellent at winning in general is sort of what he said. (laughs) And she would make a super badass console. And she's like, a woman console? This whole thing? And, yeah, I quote. It has pockets. (laughs) (laughs) There must always be a first, said Jem. It's not easy to be first, and it's not always rewarding, but it is important. How the fuck is he so wise? It's because he's been dying since he was, like, 12. (laughs) That's fair. He's just soaking up all the knowledge. Yeah. So Jem is basically checking off all the boxes of things he's wanted to say to Charlotte because um, <sighs> off to another topic we go. He just changes the subject again. 
So he's super disappointed that he won't be able to meet the baby. And he knows that she will make a wonderful, okay, don't cry. She will make a wonderful mother because she's taken such good care of him all of these years. Fuck you. (laughs) Yep. Cue the tears. Once again, she asks him to stay strong and this time asks if he can live a few more days for her. Like, can you live for me? And he's like, bro, I have stuck this shit out for Will. I have done this for Tessa and myself. I can't live for other people forever, but I'll do my best. And he's like, I'll go down fighting for you and the family, but that's not what I want. Like, just know that I would be doing it for you, not for myself. And um, she's like, then what do you want for yourself? And he's like, I want you guys to stop searching for a cure. It's over. It's time. Why? What if you can stay? I know. I I don't get that. I'm always like, I'm there's always a chance, right? Like, so you're saying there's a chance. Like, that's like, what are they going to be doing anyway? You know what I mean? They're just sitting there. Let them read a few books. Right. At least they have something other than being sad to do. Exactly. Yeah, they have hope. Busy and stuff. Yeah, yeah, and they can find something. Yeah. Because at this point, searching for the cure is not for him. It's for them. Yeah, absolutely. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. I want to let you all know, my section is bigger than both of yours, and we're already almost an hour in. So I'm going to talk <coughs> fast, and if you interrupt me, I'm totally down with it. I'll try not to interrupt you. But okay. Same. No promises. Just, I'm not being rude. Okay. Just no, tell us. <laughs> okay. So we're in Cecily's point of view. And by the way, I wrote this in here. So I'm going to say it. I love on TikTok where the robot says POV instead of point of view or POV. Yeah. And it's my POV. favorite. So we're in Cecily's POV. <laughs> so Ceci and Gabe have arrived back at the institute and she's reeling on what a man what a man what a mighty good man fucking gabriel turned out to be yeah (laughs) love it and i'm keeping this nickname in this place because i feel like cecily is in that stage where you start to like someone and you're like really him why are you so funny and down to earth why are you the way you are this is basically what cecily is saying to herself She's like, this dude carried the bags, even though he's a double popped collar kid. <laughs> he made me laugh. He probably shouldn't have thrown that fairy dude through the window mm-hmm. to the wall into that nasty canal. Until the canal water drips down my balls. <laughs> you missed an opportunity. I had to. I had to take it. <laughs> However, she knows that he's got some deep-rooted, unresolved daddy issues, like most of the population, and his outburst was more due to what a douche canoe Benny was than to actually him being offended that Cecily saw those pictures. Speaking of Lightwoods, Gabriel is like the opposite of Gideon. Gideon's like the elder emo child who keeps to himself and only lets his light shine for Sophie. He's got a dry sense of humor, and he's very quiet. Cecily gathered it was because of him cutting ties with the family before Wormgate, and she could see some of Will in him. Gabriel, of course, stayed by his dad's side, and she wondered when he realized that he had made the wrong choice. 
Don't worry, her thoughts don't get too involved, because when the doors finally open to the Institute, they're greeted by a chorus from Bridget. Fuck. <laughs> and Cecily's like, here we go again, which is something William again. says all the time, and it's hilarious. My, my son, all the time. Here we go again. It's almost like he's your child. Dude, <laughs> the minor, the the faintest inconvenience. <laughs> I was watching him the other day, and he's like, not again. <laughs> yep. That kid cracks me up. He has such yep. a personality. Dude. He was talking to my mom's dog today, and he kept calling him boy, and he knows the dog's name. And I think he just sees it on movies and TV. He's like, good boy. Here you go, boy. Fetch boy. And I'm like, Okay. Anyway, um, Gabriel tells her, tell Gabriel, tells Cecily um, that he's really hungry and he wants the Victorian special cold chicken and bread. Yeah. And maybe if he tells Bridget that he doesn't mind the songs, like she'll go get it for him. Having tried, sorry, having tired of the one sided conversation in her head. And just joining the insert generic baseball team name here, Yankees. <laughs> Cecily comes in from left field, telling Gabriel it's it's not his fault, you know, about his dad. Literally out of nowhere. So out random. And you're like, oh, sorry, I was having the beginning of that part of that conversation in my head. <laughs> By myself. I do By that myself. all the time. I just yeah. thought I'd include you at the end, you know, just for wrap ups. <laughs> my solution. Or my... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. A wrap up. <laughs> so Gabriel physically tightens up and says that may or may not be true, but he chose to believe in him and turn a blind eye on his crimes. And it was wrong. And now the Lightwoods are disgraced. They got mud on their face. Big disgrace. <laughs> Cecily tells him um, that she came back to the Institute to get Will because her parents had told her that shadow hunters were monsters who had taken him from them. Obviously that's not true. And the point is that they aren't their parents and they don't have to carry the burden of their sins. The Lightwood name is up to Gabriel now and he can make it shine. Mm. Beautiful words by Cecily. Little impact on Gabriel (laughs) who isn't interested in easing his guilt. And he retorts back by pointing out that Cecily chose to come to the Institute while as he was driven from his home, Literally chased by the monster that was his father. <laughs> I mean, he has a point. I mean, mm-hmm. put up your dukes. Yeah. <laughs> and then we get this gem, but with a G, not a J. <laughs> well, Cecily said kindly, not chased all the way here. Only as far as Chiswick, I thought. Gabriel's like, what? <laughs> and Cecily is like, hi, uh, Herondale here? Class clowns kind of our thing. Yeah. <laughs> Feels My like something I would have said. get all the sass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Gabriel's like, ooh. And Cecily's like, <laughs> And they're having a yabba-dabba-doo time when they swing the doors to the library open. And they're like, And it's a Family Guy joke, so it's 10 minutes of that. Yeah, yeah. There's a fighting chicken, all kinds of shit. Yeah. So Charlotte, Henry, and Gideon are sitting around the table, and Magnus has assumed the will position, standing looking forlorn. (laughs) And this is definitely not the ready break vibe that they had left, okay? (laughs) 
Cecily's heart drops because she's like, oh, my God, what's happening here? Is it Will? And Charlotte's like, no, it's the other parabrotai. And Cecily, of course, feels that guilt relief. And then she has this thought, like, dumbass, obviously it's Jim. Like, he's in worse shape than Will is. And Henry says, like, unspoken, basically, Jim is still alive. And Gabriel's like, well, good, because we've got everything. Knee switchy cottagecore hall. <laughs> he, like, sets the bags down and he's going to do a little video about what they got. He's gonna like hold it. So wait, it's gotta focus. Yeah. Hold on, let me put my hand behind yeah. it. <laughs> I got a blood of Bat's head right here in this collectible jar. Oh my god! Look at all the these. I have like, news. I got. I got it in bulk. It's so much cheaper when you buy it in bulk because you know you're gonna use it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so Charlotte thanks them but says that their efforts were in vain because Jim has made a decision and wants them to stop looking for a cure. And he's had the last of his yenfin, and it's just a matter of a few hours now. And Charlotte has contacted the Silent Brothers, and it's time to say goodbye. And, like, that scene kind of just fades to black. And so later, we reunite with Cecily in the training room, which is her escape oasis, and she's holding Will's lady necklace, <laughs> thinking about, like, how he was doing and if he was scared and if she was ever going to see him again. And she's interrupted from her thoughts by Gabriel. And they have this exchange that I love. And it says, um, it starts with Gabriel. Hiding here, are you? He said. That's awkward. <laughs> Why? She was surprised at how ordinary her voice sounded, even calm. Because I had meant to hide here myself. <laughs> like, dude, I love it. Yep. That's awkward. And I, I know he is not saying it like Alexis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great, yeah. But that is how I'm hearing him say it. Yeah. Oh, ew, David, are you hiding here? <laughs> So, so Cecily's silent for a moment, thinking about how Gabriel looked uncertain, how it felt weird to see that on him because he was usually so confident. So she does one more Lightwood to Lightwood check because I suppose what else are you supposed to do when you don't have TLC to distract you from your own life? Like you got to like, you know, and so she invites him to stay. And Gabriel points out the silent points out that the silent brother's carriage had arrived. And Cecily tells him that she thought that they could try to see Jem one more time. Like, she's like, I, sorry, I said that wrong. Cecily was like, she thought that she could go say goodbye to Jem and see him one last time and that she was going to do it for Will. Like, basically being the Herondale left in the house, but she couldn't bring herself to do it. And that means that she's a coward. I don't okay. think so. Dude, it's so personal. It's uh -huh. hard. But yeah. And Gabriel's like, guess that means I'm a coward too. <laughs> and he had come up there to be alone and away from the silent brothers because they quote, give him the chills. Same. And he, he had gone up to play solitaire, but they could play beggar my neighbor instead. Is that like and, go fish? I don't, I didn't Google what it was and I didn't put it in here, but I'm just, she basically is like, oh, like insert Dickens book here. Cause it's just a theme throughout these yeah. books. Oh, she's and a Herondale. Seemed... She must be able to quote Dick. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. 
And Cecily's like, yeah, I don't know how to play that because, like, we didn't keep cards in the house because my father had a weakness. <laughs> Was a degenerate them. gambler. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the game is like war. I've got- oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. She's like, I've got daddy anyway. issues, too. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Should get your friends to get with my friends and we could be friends. <laughs> Switch. Yeah. <laughs> So Cecily says, quote, you know, in some ways we are the same. Our brothers left and we were alone without brother or sister with a father who was deteriorating. Mine went a bit mad for a while after Will left and Ella died. It took him years to recover himself. And in the meantime, we lost our home just as you lost Chiswick. I'm saying that correctly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Gabriel tells her that Chiswick was taken from them, and he's sorry, not sorry, about it. Benny had locked himself in his study for two weeks before Gabriel came to the Institute to seek help, and he should have come earlier, but his pride stopped him. He barely slept the whole time, and each time he would, like, come down and bang on the in, like the office door to try to get his dad to come talk to him, but he was met with inhuman noises, and in the morning... When he woke up, there was always blood on the stairs. And he tried to tell himself that the servants had left. Like, oh, they must just be leaving. But deep down, he knew it wasn't true. Mm. So, quote. No, we are not the same, Cecily, because you left. You were brave. I stayed until there was no choice but to leave. I stayed even though I knew it was wrong. How terrifying that must have been for him. Dude, for real. Like, I know you hunt shadows right. and wear mm-hmm. cargo pants, but, like, you're not prepared for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Well, especially you're not prepared for the emotional, like, Damage. barrage yeah. of feelings that are going to ha- This is your dad. Like, yeah. not only is this, like, your father who you love and whatever, but, like, your whole life changes right now in this yeah moment. yeah absolutely and kind of going and asking someone for help is admitting that they're that it's changed you well, know and like, charlotte came to them and real. gideon left like they drew the line in the sand basically and i'm yeah. sure uh-huh. he felt like he couldn't yeah yep go back which anyway so cecily tells him that he stayed because he was loyal to his family in his name. Like, it wasn't cowardice that made him say. And Gabriel asks her if loyalty is still commendable if when it's misdirected. Sorry. I wrote that weird. Hmm. And Cecily goes to make a quick response. But she can tell that this isn't a rhetorical run-of-the-mill imposter syndrome statement. Gabriel needs an answer, and it's one he's been searching for from himself. Who else would he have to talk it out with? Like, she's like, not Gideon. Gideon doesn't seem like he would have. He's not the man for this conversation. And like, who else is he going to talk to? So she chose her answer carefully, which was. And I have parenthesized my script because I am quoting a lot. But I just think it's a really important part of their character development. And we don't get them again. Like, there's not another book. There's not another Cecily. There's not. Gabriel hasn't been in this. So there's lots of character development in this small section of this chapter. And I think it's important. So. Do it. Here we go. I think that any good impulse can be twisted into something evil. Look at the magister. He does what he does because he hates the shadow hunters out of loyalty to his parents who cared for him and who were killed. 
It is not beyond the realm of understanding, and yet nothing excuses the result. I think when we make choices, for each choice is individual of the choices we have made before, we must examine not only our reasons for making them, but what result they will have and where good people will be hurt by our decisions. She's got some bangers tonight, dude. I mean, dude, for real. Yeah, I, she didn't really say anything, though. I feel like I feel like she's she said some pretty words, but she didn't really answer the question. <laughs> I think to me, it's a okay. like she has been. It's multiple times now, three, four, whatever. She's like, you're a good person. This, yeah. this, and he is mm. so, like, she's determined. Yep. And so it's just like, she's thoughtful. She's determined. She's not giving up. She keeps, like, going back and forth. I don't know. It's just, she's very determined to make him not feel like garbage. Mm-hmm. No, I know. But, like, then answer the question. Uh, that's fair. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, I get it. Like, she's like, I can't absolve you. You need to absolve yourself. Like, I get yeah. it. But. Uh-huh. You're also 15. I don't think you're that wise. <laughs> right. <laughs> Take these broken wings. Okay. So Gabriel tells her that she is very wise, Kristen. <coughs> A wise ass like you. I'm just kidding. A hundred percent. Best compliment I've ever received. Thank you very much. It's just funny that it was literally right there. It's funny. Okay. And so Cecily reminds him not to dwell on the past, like, sorry, not to dwell on the choices he'd made in the past, because the future is up to him and all the choices he makes from here. He is capable of change. That is a really he important agrees. message. Yeah. I probably quoted the wrong thing in here. Whatever. No. No. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. JK. Rolling. Okay. Anyway. So he agrees with what she's saying, but says... That it would not, like, if he did that, he would not be the type of man his father would have wanted. And for some reason, he's still seeking his approval. Deadbeat dad does damage deceased. <laughs> for some reason, when I saw that, I thought in my head, it said, do wa diddy. Diddy dum diddy do. Just a bunch of Ds, I guess. I don't know. Kristen likes alliteration. So yeah, I love it. it. I it's the stupidest, best thing ever. It gives me like this little <laughs> butterfly feel. It's just the cutest thing. I love it. It's like a little serotonin boost. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. So that's a bucket for you. That's for you to put under your pillow tonight. So Cecily gets the whole trying to live your life for your parents thing. She tried to be the lady they wanted. And she went to go to rescue Will. But he has chosen his own path. And Gabriel needs to do the same. Be the shadow hunter you want to be. Be all that you can be. (laughs) So Gabriel asks how she is sure that he will make the right choice. And as Cecily looks at the window to see the Silent Brothers leaving, she thought of Will and their parabotai bond. Now he had, he's really like had been lucky to have someone to confide in and to talk to. And she's just like, even after all of this, like literally Jim's dying. 
his parabotai is dead today this is not what i would be thinking of how lucky will is but to even have had that relationship in the first place he was a lucky person and so i feel like she's making this decision in her head at this moment to be that type of person for someone else Mm -hmm. and so she looks over at gabriel and says call me george michael because i have faith 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 I do really like this exchange between the two of them because I think obviously Gabriel needs to hear it. I mean, and he, he's gotten like some support from Charlotte, you know, he has his brother. Uh Uh-huh. But Cecily's a hot chick. Yeah. And he's a teenage boy. And at the end of the day, he's got to listen to her more. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't think Charlotte has mommed him much. She's been very weary of him. And supportive, like, you're here, whatever. But otherwise. I'm not going to throw you out. Right. Uh It's either my way or the highway, kiddo. It's kind of like the last conversation she really had with him, which she needed to be stern because he's not proven loyalties yet. Yeah. Like, he hasn't proven he's trustworthy. And Gideon's very robotic, which is just his jam. Like, it's just the way that he is. So it's nice to have that. I feel like especially Shadowhunter, especially a man, male, whatever, especially the times, all the alpha bullshit, whatever, him being that vulnerable to her, I'm sure is very much like, okay. Uh Uh-huh. And she said like a couple times, which I didn't put it in here. She's like, she's aware that she's calling him by his Christian name. And like she, it was an intimate conversation basically. But it needed to happen, so she was just going to Gabriel Lightwood. She's going to do it anyway. I like it. I don't know. I love them together. They give me all the feels. Yeah, yeah. me too. It, I think because it, it's so, it. it's so cute. Uh huh. And like we're not worried about them destroying anybody else's heart, right? It's it's not a love right. triangle. We're not stressed uh-huh. out. It's just easy. Like we're stressed out about the the trifecta of fucking. Uh-huh. <sighs> Whatever that the what should be a polyamorous triad. It yeah. really should. Like, uh-huh. y'all are. Could in you love with just each other. not? Could you just <laughs> give that to us? Could you just? Yeah. If I could turn back time. <laughs> Do you know how many times while you were doing your part, I almost broke out in song? I really think at least four, and I held it together. Um, I wrote You're song welcome. stuff and then I didn't italicize it, so I missed the punchline. <laughs> That's okay. Anyway, make sure that next week your homework is to read chapter 14, Parabrotai. There's a typo in this. It says Parabrotai, but <laughs> yeah. I don't know what that is. Oh, gosh. You'd think that they'd have a better editor. I Dude, mean... Seriously, I don't even know what that word means. I can't even pronounce that, by the way, anymore. <laughs> Parapet. Yeah, it's parabrotai. That's it. That's all there yeah. is. Oh, shoots. All right, you guys, for behind the scenes content and the latest updates, check us out on Instagram at Downworldergish Podcast. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.